the new character is the coffee machine from the Sombra ARG. <laughs> Confirmed, you heard it here. Welcome to another episode of Overwatch, the Overwatch podcast by a couple of bros who like to get together, have a couple drinks, and talk about this game we all love to play and love to compete at. So, I'm Riley Turner, your host, joined by my co-hosts, Eric Dunfield. Uh, Eric Dunfield was my silver name. I now go by Mike Shagoon, my gold name. Thank you. <laughs> Nick Merriman. And I'm also Mike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good to be here, guys. And the one, the original, the only, Mike Shagoonable Shagoon. Fresh out of the salt mines, ready to have some some sweet, sweet talks and tickle your eardrums. Yeah, guys, so here we are. It's the end of season three. We uh, we all went real hard over the weekend on it. Let's, uh, let's break down our end of season blues or congratulate or everything that went on at the end of the season for us. Yeah, can can I say first I kind of missed out on this whole this whole end of season craziness that went on. I saw like we have a I mean we had our our, our chat with us and we have a bunch of other friends that play Overwatch and it was blowing up. Everyone was playing and I was just busy doing some other things. So I'm really curious to find out how you guys did. Yeah, I mean for me, I got a I'm in the in the blues about it. I, it was not so much an Overwatch climb to glory, but a fall to obscurity. I um, I got on. I I tickled platinum a couple times. Got it into like the high four, the high twenty fours, and then just plummeted down. And I ended at like twenty three, twenty five, or something. And it was a sad ending for me. I do want to say one. there was one game I played on right near the end, which made me feel pretty good. Uh, it, well, it made me feel really bad and then really good. It was on King's Row. We were defending, and we were doing pretty bad at it, and my team tilted so hard. And it was just like, okay, this is ridiculous. One guy was freaking out and he was like, do you want to see me throw? Sure, I'll throw. I'll, I'll play Sombra. And he played Sombra on attack and then we freaking killed it. Just people stopped. <laughs> what? People just stopped talking in general because, like, not saying anything is better than being unconstructive. And we ended up doing really well and then the game went into uh, the next two rounds. We pushed it again to the end. Uh just freaking killed it. So it's 6-3 at this point, and then we ended up holding them right before they go into the Undercity on King's Row. So it was really good. It, we, at the end of the thing, everyone was just like, oh, yeah, sorry for tilting. We just like, you know. Yeah, things so, are going well. Hey. Yeah. Uh, so I had, like, I had a pretty crazy experience. Uh, as we like, as you've been following the podcast, as you know, uh, I only, like, placed maybe two weeks ago and I placed at like 1750 uh so I had a long fucking way to go to get myself up to gold and uh um I did really well I had like a 60 at one point like a 70 percent win rate and I was just grinding it out grinding it out and on I believe it was Sunday or even Monday night uh I was at about like 1950 so like three games away from from, from a win and I hopped on I think it was Monday night after playing like a bunch of games with everyone so thank you to like Brian and Mike uh, for jump, for jumping on on those two times and like uh, rocking out some games it was really that kind of helped me get up to there uh, and then we I hopped on and we were playing Oasis which um, capture points uh, are like control points not my strongest at all like I excel on payloads but definitely not like those um, control point maps and we jumped on and we were playing with this team that was, like, doing fucking terrible. And, like, as a support, I'm just, like, watching people, like, run in, trickle in, and make fucking terrible decisions. Like, one this one person's played Bastion two times in a row, and we're, all, we're zero to two. And then everyone's just, like, laughing. He's like, And then I was like, they're like, oh, why are you tilting? I'm like, guys, it's, like, the end of the season, and I have three wins away from gold. 
And the, and the one guy's like, oh, why didn't you say something? And we fucking took it off from the 2-0 and ended up winning that game. And, like, as we're just about to win, like, that like that whole match, they're like, hey, Panda. Like, Fat Panda's my uh, tag. He's like, are you going to stay with us? And I was like, honestly, guys, I'll stay with you if we win. I have to be honest with you. And they're like, that's fair. And then we went on to win four in a row. Whoa. That's nice. hilarious. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. And, like, what I don't know, like, around. we could have, like, even pushed it harder than that. But at that point, like, it, I had deferred Riley a few times because I was like, dude, I'm on a win streak. I can't ditch now. I can't ditch now. And But I had, like, he has been, had been waiting patiently, thankfully, uh, in the wings for, like, 40 to, like, 50 minutes just waiting for me to finish my games. But I was just on such a hot win streak. And, like, shit was just going wild. Only half the time I got to play Mercy. The other times I was, like, they hopped on two support, so I hopped on fucking Torbjorn, and I got, like alted from Anna as a Torbjorn as I went into Molten Core and just became this dwarven <laughs> god that like I just fucking left my turret behind and went ham with my little hammer gun and just like <laughs> decimated like four of like four of the six members and the other ones were just like burning in fury running away from me and it felt fucking <laughs> awesome so uh, I know Alone was one of the dudes that I played with but um if you had any, any of the guys that like rose with me on that if you ever hear the show Thanks so much for the fucking positive attitudes. We really gelled well together and uh, brought me up to tickle that gold. And get uh, there. I'm fucking get it. Yeah. I fucking tickled it and then I went all ham on it and fucking... You did a lot more and I know we got the explicit tag, but we're not going to talk about uh, what you did with that gold on the show, I don't think. <laughs> There's fucking a little gold over here, a little gold over there, and oh, a little God. gold to oh, clean yeah. up on the roof, too. <laughs> I gotta say, I love the I love the strategy of alt nano boosting a molten core and Torbjorn, because Torbjorn becomes a bit of a little like wreck show when he's molten cored. I mean, he gets like up to three hundred and fifty health with armor. His gun does a shitload of damage and fires really fast. Uh, and then add a nano boost on top of that, he's like. <laughs> this little death machine it's insane yeah it's it's so funny because they thought that they could take me and they're like whatever and they start like shooting me and then i like fucking decimate the roadhog and he just like falls over and then all of a sudden you see them through this hallway try and run away but it's way too late by that point and i just like i don't even have to aim there's so many bodies to shoot at it's when like uh superman ends up on like a world where he's just like super tiny and they all underestimate him and he just fucking crushes all of them and they're like oh yeah we'll take him seriously yeah <laughs> honestly it was like the it was the best way the season could have ended like jump on on the last night the first game i get like the team's fucking making terrible choices but really they're a great team it's just they're just like joking around at the end of the season and as soon as like i'm like guys i'm trying to get to gold we fucking bang it out and there we go we got it and it happened. it's really nice. Yeah, that's funny that you went from like the Bastion Autolog terrible team and, and the same group of guys managed to go on a four win streak. Yeah, no doubt. It was the right awesome. motivation. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes it only takes a little bit of motivation. I um <laughs> that uh the uh, motivation actually leads leads right into mine. So I have a new strategy for climbing. And it's watch a quick episode of Dragon Ball Z, then play your three or four games after you're feeling really pumped up. And uh, it, is, it really worked for me at the end of the season here. Uh, get in a real good mood, start screaming a lot, screaming your mic, screaming, screaming positive things, of course. Um, and I went on quite a climb. It was a, it was a rocky road, um, but I made my way up to 2488. Oh, my God. That's my God. Uh, twice. Twice. Oh, my God. Not, not just once, but twice. Oh, my God. So... Um, first off, though, it was a good climb, and I'm not—I'm a little disappointed where I landed, but I am—I'm happy for the climb, and the journey really was was everything. Um, and I met a lot of really fun people along the way, and so just shout out to everybody I played with. Um, I know I played a few games with Eric and Brian, and played quite a few games with uh, Kyle, Sam, and uh, Devin. Um, so we actually had some pretty killer games early, and the last day, the the final day I could play because I had work on Tuesday. Um, that Monday, I hammered through so many games all day, and it was just like, this is it. This is the final day. So partway through the afternoon, playing a game with, with Kyle, Sam, and Devin, and uh, was at 2488, and we're on King of the Hill, 
It's gone down to game five. We're yeah. so close, and we we're just like so super hypey about it. And they come in. Soldier on the enemy team launches his his visor, and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I've got transcendence. Don't worry, boys, I'm coming. Pop my transcendence. Go to jump the gap on Sanctum oh, with man. my super speed straight into the pit. Oh my god. No transcendence. Dead Zenyatta. Oh. Team gets mowed oh. down. Oh my god. Completely my fault. Just screaming in agony into the mic. Oh my god. Um, so there, there's there my no first. God. Then I, was, I hovered. Was that when you were sitting at like one of your. Were you close at that point? I was 24. Uh, or yeah, 2486 uh, at that point. I mean, that could have been it. That could have that, been it right that there. Was, that was it. So that, was, that one was 100% my fault. 100% my fault. I take that. I own <laughs> You got to carry um, that weight now. Went up and down a little bit, like in, in the middle ground there. Like some wins, some losses. Not quite enough to quite reach that platinum. Brian and I. Brian is hammed. He's like six beer in. I hop on there. I've had a couple drinks myself. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I got to do this. I got to win this. Got to do this. So... Hop in there. I'm sitting at 2488 again. Oh my god. Go to have our first game. Sit down. Why did you do? Why did you why? choose to do your first you game at 2488? No, 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 no. Hold me up. Hold me up. Hold, you hold have me up. one me fucking rule. Whoa, hear me out, guys. I'm, I'm just really spicing this up, but we jump into the game. It's on Noombani. Our team is super positive. They're all really hyped. Everybody locks into their roles that are like exactly what they wanted. We're all getting along really well. We kick down the the bars and I'm kicking away at the railings to bust out those railings so the soldier can kick can shoot some stuff and um, I turn around and huh why is the soldier running in place that's weird look over look across the way all the rest of my teammates are all running in place the timer is still ticking down everyone's running in place what the fuck is going on boom overwatch crashes Internet is down. Shaw had an outage for a few moments. And uh, that gave me a le lever's penalty of 50 SR down. Oh. So fuck you, Shaw. Fuck you and all your internet. Oh, boy. <laughs> you um, should be, you could probably get, uh, you could probably sue him for that. We won the next, so I got back in. That's like after, emotional and won the next game. from your ISP. Won the next game. So I would have won my freaking Noom Bonnie game without a doubt and been platinum. But Shaw fucked me. So, listeners. <laughs> what up, Telus? Uh, no, dude, on. Telus is worse, man. Telus is Telus worse, worse for sure. <laughs> well, guys, yeah. it sounds like we all had a wild ride with the end of the season. And I think one of the best things that we've all come out of the season with is realizing that uh, competitive, be it you, be yourself in silver, gold, platinum, whatever is i think now all of our definitive way to play overwatch um i jumped back into quick play again and it's a wild west in there man nobody knows what they're doing it's a it's a strange game coming from competitive have you guys jumped in since uh since season ended yeah I, I, I played a fuck time last night actually oh god i have i have experienced worse things since competitive ended quick play than I have ever experienced in a like, watch. Like yeah. abuse? Like harassment? Just like toxic people, people just picking like crazy things all over the place and like that's fine, I'm happy with you clicking crazy things, mm -hmm. but just like people throwing like um, Mercy Farah's just flying around out in the middle of nowhere for fun just to fly around in circles. Fucking vacation, like, they're on spring break. Yeah man, it's it's yeah. it's a yeah, wild western spring break or whatever. Off yeah. season is a strange time. There is um, a little bit of like logic between that because so for supports, uh, which is my main class, like I I don't like to consider myself a character main. I like to consider myself, uh, although I play majority one character, I do like to consider myself <laughs> a uh, like class main that uh, I like to play support and I can fill multiple roles. And one of my weakest supports is is Anna, who is. So in the meta right now, I wanted to spend a bunch of time um, in the off season with that character when nothing really mattered and it matters and the points are for free uh, to play that class. So I jumped into a bunch of quick play and fucking like did like fucking bronze league on a play. But like now's the time to do it. Now's the time when like I'm not wasting any competitive time by jumping into quick play and trying these characters that I know I'm weaker at. But I'm my MMR that the system is using to place me is not the character that I'm picking. It's significantly less. 
And if someone else picks their main on the other team or on our team, it just like everything's wacky because no one's actually placed where they're supposed to be if they're doing the same kind of thing which as I'm doing, which is play stuff they didn't, they never play. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think that's a really good idea, Eric. Are you saying are you doing that in quick play or in off-season competitive? Oh no, I'm doing oh, that. There in, is only quick play. Yeah, there's only no, there's no. only quick play. Um, so I'm doing that in quick play and with with Anna because the three on three having her uh, in that mode is so beneficial. No one gives me shit about it. Uh, that uh, so I've been playing the three on three a lot and uh, just into quick play from time to time once I felt that I was landing enough of my darts and understood the character enough. I gotta correct you guys there. There is off season competitive. Wait, you can what? Still, you can click on competitive. It says off season, and it throws you into games that don't use you don't place or rank up or anything. But you can still play using a competitive rule set. Oh shit! My bad. Uh, <laughs> I totally thought there was only quick play, so I was only playing quick play. My bad. And uh, my Ana is not good enough to be picked in a competitive setting, so I'll stick to quick play until. No, Eric. I think it's, that's it's still a lot this, this week. Like I. Yeah, I think that's the best use for it. But I know I'm I'm also totally with you, Riley. I think you and I did a couple games together in Quick Play last week. Mm-hmm. And we just weren't ready to jump into comp. And, like, it's, yeah, it's a whole nother game. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know, Quick Play Quick play is Quick Play. Like, it's not the way that Overwatch is meant to be played. It just kind of exists as a mode that you can play when things are weird. But, uh, I don't know, for me... The, the good memories of like really good people and other players that I met that were really positive, really interesting, and I ended up joking with and having fun with, that's never been my quick play experience. That's been my competitive experience. Yeah, I have to agree. I, I think I've met the most people through competitive and had the most positive experiences through competitive. Totally. Totally. Yeah, guys, without spending too much time on this we do have quite a lot of news to talk about but before we go into that i would like to talk about our drinks we brought to the table so if you're a first time listener what we like to do on this podcast every time is everyone makes their own overwatch themed custom cocktail and we all go about them and have a nice drink so did you guys bring something fun to the table today i need your guys's help this week so I was looking at my liquor cabinet today and I, I went to the, and I, and I was, I went to the liquor store in my neighborhood and you remember last week, some of you guys might remember, I had a nice beer, a nice session ale, got another one right here. Um, they're still <laughs> on sale at the liquor store. They're fantastic. I'm going to keep drinking them, but I needed something better <laughs> for you guys. So I'm also sipping on that, but, but. Um, I found that I got, I had a bottle of gin, so I'm like, maybe I'll do a twist on a gin and tonic. Um, so I ended up with, uh, it's almost a gin and tonic, but instead of tonic water, we've got like a, uh, a blackberry spritzer. It's kind of like a water, a spritzy water with a little bit of berry flavor in there. And, uh, and also, uh, like half a lime of lime juice. And this thing is really delicious, really red. Um, good, good look, good taste, and I have no idea what Overwatch character I can, you know. What does it taste after. like? What does it taste like? Like it's fruity, it's fruity and citrusy. It's a nice combo. Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Blackberry and gin, huh? I want to call it like a death blossom, but I don't know if we've already called something mm-hmm. a death blossom. That's nice. So. That's nice. I mean, it, I, I could almost. Like the blossoms, could, kind of like those fruity, like fun flavors, but then mm-hmm. like it's kind of like it's red as fuck, so it's also like death. Oh, I really like where you're coming from. Yeah, because it, it tastes. I could see you could almost call it flowery, um, but but then pretend it is, you know, um, it's pretty metal red velvet color. Punch. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know what? I don't know if you know. Does every cocktail need need a custom name? It's not really know, hard to but, order. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah try this out this is this is quite delicious sounds what good about man. you guys well i um you know i've never really uh talked much on the phone but this week calling it in a little bit um <laughs> i uh i'm not calling it in the sense that i didn't make a cocktail um i didn't i did make a cocktail um, but it is a cocktail I've had before. 
Um, it is the Dorado Sunrise, and it's one of my favorites. Um, it's got the amaretto tequila, a little bit of orange juice, and some uh, grenadine just to give it a little color. It's beautiful and delicious. So sorry, guys. My bad this week. But it's delicious. Like, I'm going to disagree with you there, man. I think an old, you know, having a classic, it's... And I, There's nothing wrong with that. Now, when I was at your house, did you make me? Was that a Dorado Sunrise or a regular? Uh, I made you an Amaretto Sunrise. Uh, well, I would love to try the uh, the twist on that, but the one I had was was amazing that and you made. I'm not gonna say that like the Primal Rage was like the worst cocktail of all time, but I do think that there <laughs> is uh, some real like cool longevity to having a cocktail that you actually want to come back to. Mm, agreed. Yeah, it says a lot. I've got one this week that I whipped together today. It's um, I'm actually really, really impressed with the flavor of it. Okay. We'll be having this one again for sure. Um, so it's a take on a cocktail called the Prince Charles, which is brandy, drambuie, and lemon juice. But what I used in this one is uh, a Greek brandy called Metaxa, amaretto, uh, half amaretto, half drambuie, and a this organic um, minty lemonade that I found at the grocery store earlier today, and it's fantastic. Like the the herbiness of the drambuie goes really, really well with the mints that's in the lemonade. Uh, it's it's honestly just fantastic tasting. I will be making this for people at parties and stuff. Um, and I'm just calling it a vacation in, in Ilios because Ilios is <sighs> Greek. It's a Prince yeah. Charles. I'm guessing he's been to like, Greek islands and stuff. So nice. That sounds I like it. That's yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, so tonight, uh, I wanted to like, I was really stoked the fact that I hit gold. I'm not gonna lie, like a week ago, I was like, there's no fucking way this is happening. I, like, is it champagne? Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, <laughs> like, I climbed like halfway up to like like eighteen fifty, and then I dropped down eighteen hundred, and then I got to eighteen fifty, and then we went on like a fucking crazy win streak, and then I was like at nineteen fifty, I was like, oh my god, this might actually happen, and then I dropped a bit, and then I got it, and I finally knocked it out. So I just wanted to like have a cocktail or just try to make a cocktail that was like all the shit that I always like, uh, and just see what happens. Uh, so this time it is like equal parts. Uh, rye whiskey and uh, ginger apple uh, cider and some bitters because I've been adding that to my cocktails a lot lately just kind of like mixed together uh, and it's actually really quite good uh, but the name of this cocktail is uh, the 2059 which was my highest peak uh, on my climb <laughs> nice. and I, I want to continue uh, this next season as well um, I'll probably have another numbered cocktail but if I place lower I'm going to distinctively try to make a cocktail that's a little bit worse than this one and if I did, if I place much better <laughs> I'm going to put a lot of effort into it and try to make it better and continue that throughout the seasons to see, see if I can make this hierarchy of cocktails based on my rank Dude, Eric, your progress in like the two weeks you were playing competitive, you are one hundred percent gonna climb higher next season. I gotta trust you. What if you what if you absolutely bomb your placement matches and place really low? Uh, then do you have to make something that's like you have to actively try to make something terrible? Oh then I'll just have to fucking make the primal rage again and I'm already covered. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's where he lands not where he places right yeah, yeah. right so Honestly, i had a i had an idea just before I, I had an idea for like if i uh if i really fell hard um for a cocktail and it was just gonna be literally a pile of salt and just send you guys a picture of me just with like a spoon and a pile of salt just <laughs> like salt water like you get like a spoonful of salt in your water and you have to i don't even know that's super funny. Uh, like, as much as it kind of sucked to, like, not be able to play the class that I play in any of my placement games, I get placed quite low in comparison to what I ended up at in the short amount of time. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the experience of the climb because while everyone else was having these, like, incredible frustrating experiences just trying to get, like, a couple SR, I, my win percentage was so high, I'm like, I don't know what anyone's thinking. This game is awesome. It's so easy. Because I was placed, like, considerably lower than I was supposed to be. That's funny. Mm. Tickles the tonsils. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. Well, I think I think we all brought some pretty good things to the table this week, and good thing we did because we got some hype to cover, and we might need those drinks to keep us on the level. Um, so we got this week a blog post from the in-game news network Atlas News detailing a um, interview with. Uh, 11-year-old kid from Numbani named Hefi Ol... I forget how to say it again. Odalele? Oladele. Hefi Oladele. And it's awesome. It, go, if you haven't read it yet, pause the uh, podcast now and go read it, because we will spoil it. And if you I mean, it's just a blog post, not much to spoil, but it's fun to read. And so just, a, yeah, a little breakdown. She uh, was awarded a huge grant for her genius. And um, she's going to maybe, she likes AI and robotics and might be making us a new hero. Or yeah. somehow be involved with the hero in some way. So, yeah, this post, they're just interviewing her about her winning this grant, how she's feeling about it. And then I feel like, you know, maybe halfway down, they start asking her, um, you know, what she's going to do with the money and uh, and what she wants to do in her future. And there's a few kind of leading leading answers here that um, I could easily point to a new hero. Um at one point, they ask her what she's thinking about in the future, and she's saying that uh, my dream is to build something that can keep us safe. Um, I don't know. That could be a robot hero. That could be a thing. Uh, and then uh, speaking, and then when they ask her, so what are you going to do with the grant? Uh, she says, oh, I have an idea. So we, I can't wait to find out what that idea is. And I think yes. the key word that you that you said there is keep us safe. I think we're I think regardless of the rumors that have been floating around Reddit, and uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that we're looking at a new tank. Oh, yeah, no. I think so too. Um, I definitely th- am guessing tank character for this. Um, we'll get into a lot of the speculation back and forth that's going on in the fan base in a little bit, but uh, with just the idea of robot like uh drones and omnics and stuff she's from nubani 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 is the place where omnics and humans live it together she's only 11 so she has grown up in close ties with omnics and not having them be like second class citizens where she's from like they are in king's row or dorado or whatever so i think she's probably got like this sentient robot being that will actually be the character but i'm guessing it'll be tank yeah we could really use another tank uh like kind of to fulfill a similar role to reinhardt um just like that that anchor for your team we could really use so i feel like that would be really nice to have another tank in a similar role yeah i we 100% need that because right now we have at least in like in high silver to low gold uh it was pick reinhardt and then one other person gets to play another tank but there always mm-hmm. had to be a reinhardt and it would be nice if there was another character that was as staple and core to your team's composition uh as reinhardt uh in that lineup so it wasn't reinhardt and someone else it was reinhardt or this new character and maybe someone else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there are some other like things about this character i think it it, the, char- the playable character we get has to be uh, somehow a mech that she's created or a, an AI that she's created or something because Overwatch has a teen rating and uh, this was brought up by Hame on YouTube, makes awesome YouTube videos about Overwatch, but they can't keep that teen rating if there's any violent uh, implied violence around children. So that's why they had... Yeah, I... It's a good point. That's why they had to I raise mean, Diva's age to eight to nineteen, because Diva's age was originally eighteen, but they had to raise it to nineteen so that they could keep the rating. Oh, that's really funny. 
Yes, yeah. or B, man. Just I guess the, the other worst. way that it could go if it isn't a tank, uh, the other kind of character that we haven't had a new hero released for is defensive. Uh, and one kind of cool that you could include exactly this character in the game is that she starts creating AIs that, uh, like, she has maybe uh, about three or four of them that she can use either in switching or at the same time, and she stays in your home base, but you actually battle with and switch between uh maybe three small characters that actually can be shot and killed but she remains the hero that that works in tandem with them totally i think uh i think blizzard has a really if this is where they're going with the new hero and this isn't just to flesh out the lore a little bit they have full creative freedom of like you know they can make whatever kind of mechs they want to make we've seen non-humanoid mechs before it could be fun yeah one <laughs> And they could play a Pokemon where when you just, maybe if it's like just a different version of Diva, it won't be. But if it is, uh, and it's a little girl riding inside of it, it, they could be like Team Rocket and she blasts off whenever you kill it. So (laughs) then you just respawn, you technically don't kill. She just becomes a twinkle star in the sky. Oh, just a star finish. Um, (laughs) She reminded me a little bit of, and this is going to go, I think we're going to, I don't know if you want to mention, there was jeff giving a talk and saying there was a screenshot uh or this this concept art with a hero with like big spider mech legs and jeff had confirmed that like that's not gonna be hero 24 right um but with the idea of her being a young inventor and the mech legs together it really reminded me of this is obscure but there's there's this character in teen titans who's like oh. an invent uh, he's a villain and he's like an inventor and he's he'll like uh, stuff will pop out and i think he like legit ha- he has spider legs spider legs or like wings or so that could be kind of cool if she was the character but all of her abilities were based around her inventions um i mean that doesn't also doesn't totally translate cuz it mentions she's an ai or ai is what she's specializing in mm-hmm. um but yeah if she, I don't know. She could be part of the character. I, I feel like uh, somehow. Yeah, I feel like I feel like what the character is going to be is maybe like she designs a robot who fits into these mechs in her place, like um, similar to like Nick's idea of like the uh, spider legs. But then her mobility could be that like she sprouts like iron wings and like flies up somewhere or like things like that. But like not necessarily her, but a robot that she's designed pilots these like an omnic type character that she's designed mm. totally um yeah so she's the ganymede to this new character <laughs> <laughs> just so um, much less evil yeah no doubt ganymede's a villain always is that confirmed you... yeah yeah another are... thing so I, it all is leading up to this big event happening on in Numbani, which I feel like we'll probably get pretty soon. Not only is Hefi from Numbani, but today we had the um, casing of the Doomfist on the Numbani payload break on the PTR, so the model change was data mined for that. And today, the flights on the Numbani in the Numbani airport changed. I can't exactly remember which ones, but some of them got delayed and stuff, and a couple new ones showed up. Hmm. So I, it seems like they're building up, and they have said they learned from the Sombra ARG that they really don't want to have anything long and drawn out like that. So it feels like all this is coming to a culmination pretty quickly, and we do still have the those posters up for Lucio coming soon to Numbani. So by so I have soon, a feeling... you mean we'll probably hear about uh, this character at BlizzCon, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Soon, uh, we'll hack Soon some emails TM. and get. Uh, we'll hack an email server and hear about a coffee machine for three months, and then hear about how Lucio's concert was delayed. But this time, the uh, the uh, coffee machine will be conscious because it will be have been built by someone who specializes in AI. We'll be able to talk to it. You stream Dude, on Twitch. The new uh, the new character is the coffee machine from the Sombra ARG. Confirmed. You heard it here. Um, no, I think it'll be really cool. I heard a really great idea earlier today that it would be very cool to have, like, a Lucio Heffy short 
like a new animated short that maybe Lucio's there for the concert and the Doomfist is tried to be taken again and he has to fight with whatever this robot that Heffy invents against whoever's trying to take the Doomfist or something, you know? Oh, There's I lots love of cool things that, that as, a, as an animated short. That would be so cool. I yeah, feel like that would be a really good way to introduce the Doomfist character, not necessarily re- reveal them, like, but just like have them so they're fighting this faceless figure who's stealing the the Doomfist and using it against them. Oh. Um, I feel like that could be a really good way to just like really give fans a lot of stuff. I think it would also just be really sweet to just like cold open the short like in a Lucio concert, so, like huge crowd, Lucio up on stage with his hard light turntables and then it happens like during his concert and he has to stop has and to save the day yeah i think that would be really really cool and then he has to amp it up <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't seen him in a short so it'd be great to see him uh fully animated and, and also after... his voice actor is such a like a, such a wonderful personality too so mm-hmm. i'd love to see that lucio character fleshed out and just like hear more work from that voice actor i'm sorry nick uh, we haven't actually seen him in anything. No comics. He was not even in the Christmas comic. We have not seen ah. any Lucio in anything outside of game. So. so it's his time. It's about time, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think that would all be really, really cool. Oh, um, I can't wait for another short guy. Because we got the one at BlizzCon, right? And that yeah. was supposed to be the start of Season 2. But Season 2 is rolling out pretty slow. I know. I want, like, one a month. Yeah. Like season 2 is going to go for all year, though. Like, Season 2 of the short oh, yeah. is going to happen, like, all year. Yeah. Season 2 will end up with coming in 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, still, just, though, that, it's been months, right? Yeah. Three, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's okay, man. I'm just happy to get, like, I'm happy they're making them. You know, and also I'm I'm stoked about the feature film coming in, you know, 2019. But totally, yeah, yeah, man, it's pretty fucking crazy. I want more shorts. I will, like every time a short comes out, or like I get more character or story driven stuff. It just reminds me how much I like I want to play in the world rather than just in the PvP aspect of this game. Mm-hmm. It makes me a little reminiscent, or like. A little sad that Titan never came. Like I love Overwatch and everything, but it's such a fleshed out world, and I, you know, it would be cool to have all this stuff in a condensed format. Yeah. yeah part of me like part of me loves the the way that I get to experience this world currently because it's so different from other ways that I've been able to experience game worlds. Um, but another part of me just wishes I could like run around and I could talk to these characters and just like explore these cities in their entirety, like. It would be great, but totally. I love what we got. I do like multimedia approach. Sometime. It's going to happen. I, yeah, I think there's a good chance of that, whether it's another game or an expansion or something. Um, one thing I don't know if we ever mentioned on the show, like I love the multimedia content. And th- from the very beginning, um, Matson was talking about that that's how they're going to be rolling out the story and not so much going to be in-game. Um, one, I, I don't think we mentioned this before. I was so looking forward to the graphic novel that had been announced. Um, and this was going to be the, or like the story about the golden age of Overwatch with like the first five, the five founding members. Um, and presumably, you know, what goes down between Morris. Well, actually who knows, who knows what would have happened. That was years later. Um, and we found out a few months ago they canceled the project. It was going to come out this spring, and it is Dunsies. Right. I think what happened there is that because it was in development for or like for so long, and then they probably decided to take the story somewhere else. But then they have that like three quarters of a graphic novel written, and they're like, "Well, now all this new cool story that we've written." It kind of it doesn't kind of work in the continuity like of it. Great continuity, yeah. Like exactly. I get that, but it's oh, it's a goddamn yeah. shame. I, I also totally feel agree, like man. I feel like if also like since the past is so hazy, we don't know a lot about it. It gives them a lot of room to bring in new characters that could have been from the past. Um, whereas yeah. if they did that graphic novel, you couldn't bring in these characters and mm-hmm. say they existed in the past. Right? I really, I really yeah. agree with that because uh, with this new character talking about. Um, 
like the, this model of Omnic that was so influential had they done like a whole comic a comic about like the first Omnic war uh, and that particular protective uh, AI style had never been brought up for her to mention this important defensive AI just wouldn't have been possible it would have been like but mm. it doesn't exist in the current timeline unless you say it existed in every battle except the one we've showed you yeah I, I also do want to mention that like um the way we've gotten our lore and our comics and stuff, we got a lot that like filled in some of the gaps in the past, but everything we've gotten recently with Sombra and uh, um, some other things seem to be being written or like portraying current day now. And I think all of our stuff filling in the gaps is going to come kind of staggered with present day stuff now. So we kind of need to look at them like paralleling each other because like i think this one about f is written as like you have to imagine that the day that they're fighting in overwatch right now she just got awarded this grant and that has happened timeline wise after sombra has uh blackmailed katia volskaya kind of thing yeah, I like that idea a lot. Like the idea of them trickling both the stories out, the different timelines. Um, yeah, and it's you know it's a slow rollout. Like it's funny the whole the Sombra, the Sombra uh, video like with Zarya at the end. We still don't know. You know, we still don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It also looks like it doesn't really tie into their financial model. Like I, I like to think of Blizzard as a company that doesn't put a huge amount of emphasis on what's going to make the money they more put into like what's going to make an attractive experience that's going to keep people engaged but uh creating more comics and more lore based content at this payment model isn't really what's going to sell loot boxes because none of that comes in loot boxes uh it helps with hero hype and for us lore nerds but uh overwatch although steeped in lore is not as much of a lore game as wow is like wow is all about like the story and the world and your participation in it but think the last two weeks all we haven't cared about like the lore of new bonnie we've cared about oh my god am i gonna reach platinum or oh my god am i gonna reach gold and we put in more hours than i have in wow in a long time with just that drive and uh i don't think a new comic would have driven me to play more uh, although it would have gotten me this really nice tingly feeling about world building and creation that I really love, but it wouldn't have pulled totally. the dollars from my wallet. Yeah. Although I, but I met, I, I love that. And I think it is an interesting place where this game kind of sits in the middle because I do want to find out more. And every time we get a little piece of lore, we all really try to, we really try to get, get everything out of Suckle it. Um, that cheat for as long as we can. Oh, as until that thing's bone dry. Um, I think, but, um, uh, but if there was a full graphic novel out, like everyone would buy it, yeah, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah, for yeah sure. that's how you can monetize it. And one thing I just want to say on that, and I think it ties into the idea we had about um, loot boxes and the design of uh, character uh, models and, and new skins, is that we were really hoping we could get some kind of cool new. Uh, uh, maybe in-game event that that takes place in the Overwatch universe where we get new skins that were based off this new event that was happening there. And that would be a really great time to show off new comics and shorts uh, that are based around these characters wearing these new skins that they're selling inside of the loot boxes that are like, there's new battle suits for all of them that just look epic and maybe something big happens in one of the maps where even the map gets changed just like Stormwind although functionally it was the same when Deathwing attacked all of a sudden it was on fire and there was giant claw marks and on the on the towers and it would be really cool to have that happen in Overwatch maybe there's like a war really breaks out and all of a sudden all the maps are now half destroyed but it's still functionally the same and the new uh, skins that are sold in the loot boxes are the character skins of them participating in this new war or like with with regards to like the possible Doomfist coming up, like Doomfist leveled a skyscraper. What if there's like some skyscrapers leveled in Noombani after this uh, whatever event they have happen? Right, that would be really cool. Right, totally. I think the uh, the Unity Day Unity Day thing in Noombani is the perfect opportunity for them to do this in-game event thing and like have it be dark, have it go wrong, have in the story 
like because it was already postponed we know that from the in-game or from the like news network the in-universe news network and yeah like maybe something goes wrong in numbani numbani is not the wonderful peaceful place we've always known and yeah should like give us some new like unity day tragedy loot boxes that we can get during that time and have it be like the recalled overwatch agents in their new battle gear kind of thing that you can get during this time or going forward do it like a regular holiday event or do it otherwise but it'd be really cool if it was time limited that like you could get these new like battle ready we need the overwatch agents again armor that they get to wear and then once that event's over in the lore and maybe a um cinematic that was released at the end rather than the start of the event would be like them completing it and the city being rebuilt and then you could go back to the old maps because the city's been rebuilt after this giant event Mm -hmm. totally and actually i love the idea of just like having skins available for a very short amount of time or content that's available for a very short amount of time and then years down the line if the game keeps going you could be one of those people who's rocking that like uh unity day disaster uh tracer skin and somebody's like oh my god this guy's this guy's og this guy's been playing freaking tracer since way back Uh, it's one of my favorite feelings from other games like like league legends um where like you see somebody who's got a UFO corky floating around, it's like, man, that guy, that guy freaking played beta. That guy is nuts. Like, I mean, yeah, I feel that way with like some of the items you can get in WoW and stuff. Like, there'll be a time limited or like an anniversary item you can only get that year, and you know, you you whip it on and you're like, yeah, I played this. I've been playing this for ten years, kind of thing. I, I am OG as fuck. Yeah, so I love the idea too, guys. Of like, you're saying. Because they've already got all the infrastructure in place. They've been doing the holiday events, and, like, that's the bread and butter. And, like, just it's super similar to a holiday event, but there's a, like, story behind it. Set of skins, a cinematic, and a, and a story, and a map, maybe. And, yeah. Uh, I think it would be so great if they, if they, like, really invested in it, and it was two, like, one to launch the change in the maps, or in a particular map, and then one to close it out. So it almost feels like pve type content where like something crazy happens the world changes and you fight to protect it and, and then all of a sudden at the end it shows how you completed it like the care like a group of characters on that map completing uh that uh that need to save the world hmm. totally. i'm imagining like a like a civil war kind of thing like you know, like the overwatch agents have to fight each other and they have to have their upgraded armor and then the war yeah. then the civil war is over after, after a month and that, like, and comics, this happens literally all the time, where a catastrophic, yep. world-changing, destructive event happens, and then within a month after the event's over, um, although it exists in the same universe, it's really business as usual. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll just retcon punch it every five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Totally. Uh, yeah, guys, so that's all really cool ideas for the in-game events. I can't wait to see what they do. There is one more thing I want to talk about this week, and that is the PTR. We didn't get any massive changes to it this week. In fact, we didn't get any changes to it this week, which kind of makes me feel like they're beginning to be happy with what they've got on there. So any ideas when you guys think that's going to roll out? Hmm. Well, we've got a week of... Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, uh, well... I would say it's probably going to come out next week. That's just my call. Um, season ended, giving us a little bit of time to cool down from the season, but we don't need long. And then they don't tend to want to have like a lot of time in between seasons. So I feel like perfect opportunity, roll out the changes next week, let us play around with it. Right. Yeah, I think I'm thinking four might start next week, though. So wouldn't that be a little weird? Um, I think they, I think they have to. At all. I think yeah. they have to do like a patch and like they have to throw this in there because uh, what it what it allows if they don't if season four starts on the same the same meta that we have now and then in a week later the meta changes from all of these major changes and then people finally start to get like that figured out and then like a week later a new hero comes out to shake it up all again like we're looking at a month into the season before things end up being consistent in any manner and that's too long to me. Yeah, I agree. Season four, sorry guys, I just want to say, season four starts uh, February 28th at 4 p.m. Yeah, next wow, week, so. that's soon, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really next soon. Tuesday. 
Um, yeah, so I could Holy see crap. I could see the PTR changes rolling out the same day, like it being a Tuesday patch altogether. But That's we have nice. seen we have seen a lot of changes. I mean, mid competitive season, it's not like it won't do changes mid season. Right. Yeah, it's gonna make placement matches real interesting. Oh, the the all day, every day. I'm Prepare just for the, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah spend this week practicing up your. New- Bastion 2.0 game. Yeah, maybe in the maybe in the off season, the PTR. A lot of people will be playing on the PTR because the uh, live is crazy right now. I guess the argument against them rolling out the pay, uh, the changes on um, from PTR onto uh, live into competitive on week one is that all of a sudden, as a as a whole, we've been designated as players of this rough skill ranking. And then you just completely throw a wrench into it, into one character, especially Bastion, being so overpowered that (coughs) comps are insane, people are jumping onto stuff they never use, and all of a sudden all that work that has been developed in building up rough skill rankings that are, although have a soft reset, are not completely reset, and now there's just fucking the Wild West in competitive for everyone's placement matches, and when during a soft reset, that sounds also incredibly dangerous to the like health of the game. I mean, that's true. I, I would say if it was just a few tweaks, I could them coming out on the same day makes a lot of sense to me, but now that you mention it, because of that rework, that is pretty significant. Uh, it's just like a PSA to anyone listening. If that is the case, I highly recommend you do not do your placement matches as soon as the season goes live. Uh, I would recommend that you jump in quick play, bite your tongue, jump jump in quick play, and try all these changes until you can understand what they mean for you and your mains and team comps. Because I would really hate for someone to jump into competitive, not be able to play the characters the way they want to, and be placed way lower than they actually are. You know, I'm actually, I'm a little on the opposite foot. I want them to, like, really shake the meta up and then just say, competitive is live, go nuts. <laughs> and just, like, who can adapt and evolve the fastest kind of thing. That would be really fun, too. That would add, like, a really fun aspect to things. Totally. I'd, like, make changes that people would be like, you know, people won't be shaming you for picking this character because everyone... There is no clearly defined meta right now kind of thing, you know? You can play who you feel is good. Don't worry, man. People are going to give you shit no matter who's good right now. (laughs) Oh, I know it. You still can't play Hanzo. Yeah. (laughs) I actually played with some really good Hanzos on my climb. Yeah, it was very odd. I torn up as Mercy with a few really good Hanzos that just, like, just destroyed me. It was very bizarre. Anyway, guys, I think with that, are we ready to wrap it up? Yeah, let's uh, let's slap that slurp, you know. All right, guys. Oh man, thank you once again for joining us here on Broverwatch. As always, you can reach us at Broverwatch Show on all the things. That's on Twitter, Gmail, uh, Facebook, and yeah, hit us up for our battle tags. Check out our Twitter for uh, drink recipes and pictures of the drinks and play some wild west off season with us you know we're always down to down to clown yeah just send us a dm if you want to yeah get those tags and group up and play some games with us yeah let's smoke them tickets yeah 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 put it on my body watch it melt <laughs> <laughs>